Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast of this incredible book called 1984 by George Orwell. This will be my final assessment for the quarter one English class. So, starting talking about the book, I will start about the major theme. So, the major theme is not just a word, it's not just a phrase. I identified two major themes actually. The first one is the fight of evil against good and the societies and oppressions. I could identify the fight of evil against God by Winston being the sorry, fight of evil against good by Winston the main character being good and evil is the society the oppressors and the big and the big brother and the book itself resumes on that the fight of Winston against the system also the oppression and the society it's always present is always a, is always a critic that George Orwell is doing on that book going throughout the literary devices I find I find two in special. I also find metaphors, but not as much as I would at as I would expect. So the two main literary devices that I found there was illusion and irony. The book itself is illusion and an irony mix. It's like focus on those two literary devices. Every time the book the book makes allusions like how the world could really get and he directly says about governments communist governments and authoritarian regimes making clearly allusions with the real real world and the authoritarian governors um and also critic of that Uh, we also have irony that are very present and it's actually funny to see. For example, it's the Ministry of Love that has in the book. And that is actually, <laughs> there's nothing of love there. It's a very ugly building that it's where their spies are, where they torture people, they kill, they kill people and other atrocities also the slogans are uh, an example of irony the slogans of the party for example war is peace that is like don't need to say nothing about that it's just per irony and ignorance is strength it's also clear irony and also the double thinking that is the thinking of irony as I can say about the setting um, the book takes place, takes the setting in our world on the planet Earth and on actual geography, geographical places. Talking more about the setting, Winston in the book and the narrator explains that there are three highly authoritarian kind of countries in the world. I say kind of because they are not really countries, they are just governed by 
authoritarian people. So those three countries are Oceania, where Winston lives, and we imagine, as he says, that it covers America and a part of Africa, and incredibly does not cover Oceania, as the own name says. There's also Listasia that covers Europe, and there's also East Asia, that is China and some borders. The rest of the world is just being divided and it's happening worse between those three kind of countries. Winston says that he lives in a city called London, but everything says that he does not live in the actually London in England that we know, but he actually lives in some other random places in Oceania, probably on United States today. One curious thing about those three countries that Winston says a lot is that they are always at war with each other, with one day one being light of other and the other day one being an enemy. Winston, with this, with his highly advanced thinking, he actually believes, not at all, but he sometimes believes that the, actually those three countries does not even exist because truth is could not be a secret by the governments of Oceania. So sometimes he even say that he does not believe on those three countries because he cannot believe in the government. So, the story, uh, it takes place um, on, the, on the present, almost all the time, but sometimes uh, Winston goes back to the past. He does some flashbacks to show his, his um, history and, you know, his childhood and some things that need to be in the book for a good history. Uh, the cool thing about the setting is that if you stop to think about and someday it could actually become true, you know, a highly authoritarian government could dominate everything. It's almost at the same time very impossible too, but it's also true. And that's a very good thing to know that this book is actually not a scientific fictional book, but it's a fictional, could be true book. About the, the conflict, I can say that the main conflict, conflict is Winston against society. Um, we see a lot of that on the book, you know, men against society. And we see also not just men against society, but group against society. Because many times Winston is fighting in a team, or with a poor, or alone. For example, when he's jailed. We can also say that the, the conflict, it's more advanced than that. It's a, the god dies against society, as you can see, because the group that wins in participate. I'll explain that next. About the characters, they are not much dynamic, but though they have their peculiarities. They don't have anything special, they are not heroes, they are not super strong or something like that. 
but they are very cool and they changed a lot throughout the book. They actually, for example, Winston and Julia, that is his girlfriend, the two main characters, they actually very innocently, they are just normal workers at the party. But and then when the book starting to evolve, things turn radically and they become violence against the government and the big brother. That's a very cool character too. Talking about the big brother, he's just, you know, the the the, the main figure of the, the party, the main figure of the government. And he's kind of the, the, the president, the dictatorship, better saying. But he's probably just a figure and he probably just does not command anything. It's probably a oligarchy or something even worse than control of Xenia. And Big Brother marks a lot in the book all the time. The cool thing in the book is that, you know, the characters are not crazy or something like that. They are crazy for the book, you know. The only thing that they want It's just a normal world like we have. They just want liberty and diversity. And they are like crazy because liberty and diversity is like impossible on the country that they live. Talking about the plot structure, you can say that it's a very different. And I repeat that word again because. It really marks on the book. It's a cool plot. The plot is a kind of mixture of a non-linear and a fragment plot and a normal plot. I'll explain that now better. The plot actually does not follow a normal plot line, you know. Uh, one very interesting thing that I saw is there are like kind of two climaxes. Obviously, it just It could be there's one that is bigger than another, and is there just one really climax on the book? There's another, but there's another almost climax in the book. That one is the first one, when they are busted, and the second one is more for the final. That the things are very, very cool. About the flashbacks, they occur. But they occur rarely, as I already said. Um, Winston do rarely, but sometimes a lot. Quick flashbacks, you know, just reminding him of something that he need to remember, and you know, to to make a more interesting story, more interesting book. And then then and then he does very good flashbacks. And yeah. He do a lot of flashbacks, for example, for trying to remember how it was before the Big Brother and the government. But he never remembered. The book, actually, as I said, is not fragmented, it's not a fragmented plot, but it shows a lot of, how can I say, fragmented characteristics, you know. So, it's not fragmented, but it's a fragmented characteristic plot that's very cool to, know, to, to see and makes the book very interesting about the narrators 
about the narrators so it's very it's a very cool thing because at the same time that Winston is the narrator there's another voice another narrator that could be also the self-conscious of Winston that is always talking of him and always complaining not complaining but complimenting him the other narrator is not a character like Winston and he's more focused on the history itself while Winston is more focused on, on his on his perspective and how he see the things how he look the things and how and how he perceives everything that is very cool sometimes it's Winston being the narrator and sometimes it's the other narrator being the narrator and that and that makes a very cool touch on the book moving on to the conclusions I particularly like it a lot this book really it's probably the best book that I ever read uh, the only problem is that it's a hard very hard book you need to be really interested on that and put effort effort in that or you will not finish that or like that but I would probably put on my first book on at least my three best books there that I ever read I think that because you know the book have strong is a strong book it have a strong advance strong critics and it's totally dif- different from everything that you already read that's what defines the book different cool and different that's why I like it so much talking about my next novel and finishing that final product I'd probably pick a simple simple book a book that it's always a good book a different book too but not a so hard book that will make me have headaches like this one of so much thinking or they say double thinking <laughs> but yeah probably I would just pick a good book but not so hard book and that's it thanks for hearing me hearing my podcast for my final project of the quarter one book and thank you see you later <laughs>